Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Mum and Mum podcast, brought to you as always by the lovely Golding Accountancy, wearegolding.com. Hi! Sorry last week I wasn't well. I'm still not well, but I'm better than I was. Um, I'm so bored of talking about my gynecological issues. I'm doing a podcast tomorrow with my friend and I'm going to discuss a bit about what's happened to me more recently on there so you can listen to that if you're interested (laughs) obviously listen to it anyway because it's going to be a great episode Um, but yes I'm fine but did you enjoy Josh Weller I don't feel like I bigged him up enough on the introduction last week I've been wanting to talk to him for ages but he's super busy um so yeah, but I just it was such a good chat. He's he's just a funny guy, funny guy. So make sure you check it out if you haven't already. And also the Epic Mum chat, as I mentioned, there's new episodes of that out. Um, if you've got anything that you think we should talk about, then please get in touch and let me know. Just search Epic Mum chat on YouTube. This week I am joined by the lovely Steph. Steph contacted me, or you'll hear all about this, but basically we get tattooed by the same girl, Becca, who was on my podcast the other week. And Steph, she used to be a suicide girl. They're tattooed models, if you don't know what suicide girls are. But she's now got her own business making matching mum and baby items, which sound absolutely delightful. She's got a shop on Etsy. But she just contacted me because she's a single parent, got her own business, wanted to share her story and I'm very glad that she did because it was really good to talk to her um, as you will hear now but if you feel that you have a story that you'd like to share with me then please get in touch I think there's so many people out there that have stories everyone's got a story so talk to me talk to me Um, but yeah I'll see you in a bit work 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Work. Hi. Hello. Hello. Today I'm joined by the lovely Steph, who messaged me and said, I want to come on your podcast, which I love because you're the second person to have done that. The oh, first amazing. person is a, I'm really good friends with now. So I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen with us. <laughs> I'm hoping that that's just how I'm going to make all these new friends. But thank you so much because this is what I want people to do because there's so many people in the world who've got a story that should be shared. But then I think so many people just think, oh, people won't want to listen to me. I'm not interested. But you are. <laughs> so <laughs> many people is. are, aren't they? <laughs> Everybody's, exactly. So thank you so much for reaching out. So no worries. you found me through the tiny miss becca podcast didn't yes. you because yeah I did she tattoos you as well yeah yeah since i was like 18 and 34 now so yeah very oh, wow. long yeah long time friends <laughs> so yeah did she do you in your bedroom or her bedroom no or has it always been at a shop always been a shop <laughs> that's a really random question she <laughs> but she, i'm sure she told me she tattooed someone in a bedroom and i was like oh maybe it's you and no it wasn't me no 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 it was always in a shop i was living in wales at the time so i literally got the mega bus i didn't drive so i got the mega bus from wales to essex which took like i don't know wow. six hours or something got tattooed for like four or five hours then i'd go back and uh, i did that for years how so. did you find her uh, it was through like a friend of mine, I think. Like she just recommended her, and I was like, "Oh, she's amazing." And I remember like quite early on, I was only like twenty or something. I wanted her to tattoo my thumb, and she was like, "No, no," which was great <laughs> because I didn't have like any other hand tattoos. I didn't have my arm done, and uh, she was like, "You need to think about this." I was like, "Okay, fine." And she did do yeah. it, and uh, she did my uh, ex partner's, and he passed out, <laughs> which was hilarious. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm a winner, but um, yeah, no, she was always like so caring that I was just, yeah. like, was just, I just kept going back to her. So, yeah. What did you want on your thumb? I've got it. It's, it's a diamond. Oh, you have got it. Yeah, I got oh, it. Oh, nice. She did do it. <laughs> oh, she did do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After a lot of convincing, I was like, please. She was like, we haven't got many others. I was like, uh, well. Um, but yeah, I, the, one of the last things, well, one of the last things she did on me was my arm and I never wanted my arms done. I've got my legs completely covered, my back, my stomach, the insides of my fingers, inside of my lip, but I didn't want my arm done. And, uh, but it took, yeah, it was meant to go on my leg, but basically it ended up on my arm, um, because it fit better and I love it. So it's fine. <laughs> Why didn't you want your arm done? 
Uh, I don't know. Like, I always wanted them kind of, like, hidden. And okay. also, like, for me, it's a massive deal. Because, obviously, like, you know, you see it all the time. And, yes. like, yeah. I'm such a perfectionist that I know that I would literally sit there, like, looking at it and being like, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong. Not saying that, you know, anyone, not saying that Becca yes. would do it wrong. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. And so I thought, like, if I, you know, for example, my back tattoo... I can't see it, so it doesn't matter. I mean, there's lots of things wrong with it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's like, interesting because I've got them. I want to see them all the time, so I've got yeah. them in places where, well, I've had my stomach done now, and I don't see that all the time, obviously, because mm. I wear clothes. But yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, yeah, the different reasons people want them, and it's weird though because like, I'd rather have like little bits on my hands than like my whole arm, and I think like. I don't know, and people, because I don't have my left arm, I've got nothing on it, but my legs are completely covered from, like, the bottom to the top, and people always go, oh, wow. what? why haven't you got your left arm done? And I'm like, oh, I'm not really, like, that fussed, I want the rest of it done first, I don't yeah. know, like, it's just, yeah, it's just Is weird. Is your whole but... back done? Uh, the whole of the top, and then I've got one thing at the bottom, because I'm stupid, and I didn't have a whole back piece done, I had, like, one bit then another bit, then another bit. And I was like, oh, why did I do that? So, uh, yeah, I need to get it all filled in, really. And then, then, it'll, be, then it'll be full. But It's very yeah. time-consuming. Yeah. Isn't it, getting tattooed? Yeah. It's, a, it's a whole thing. It's like another job. Yeah. No, no, it is. Like, and, it like, is. the waiting time as well, you know, and then, like, yeah. something might happen or, like... But then I'd rather wait than just go to some random person and not know you know what yes. they're like or whatever yeah. like I always research my artists for ages like years sometimes yeah. so and yeah that's because people obviously say oh, I want to get a tattoo where'd you get yours done but it's like people want they don't want to pay money and it's like mm. the one thing that you do want to pay money for is a tattoo because yeah it's on you forever yeah exactly <laughs> you get what you pay for yeah <laughs> you oh, know yeah. it's like you don't you don't want to find a cheap tattooist no no, 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 not at all. <laughs> so where are you from? Are you from Essex? No. I, well, at the moment I live in Worthing, which is near Brighton. Okay, um, yeah, no. And my family, well, my mum's German, so she, but she lives here now. Um, okay. But yeah, I've lived, like, I've moved 22 times, like, all over the place. Wow. So where did you grow up then? I grew up in Worthing. Okay. Um, and then I moved to London when I went to uni. Um, and then I moved to Wales, then I moved to Greece, then I moved back to England, back to Wales, back to England. I did the Wales thing three times over 10 years. Uh, what was it about Wales? Um, well, like my, basically my partner, when I was like 17, went to uni there and then I met like loads of people. And even after we split up, I kept going up there because everyone was just so friendly and so lovely yeah. and just so welcoming. Like I've never felt so welcome, like anywhere ever apart from there like you know and so I kept going back and then yeah I've got another partner moved up there um and then yeah so I basically like my daughter was born in Wales um and we Aww. moved yeah and um we moved here when she was eight months old so yeah okay. but I still go up a lot um and I've still got a lot of good friends there who have honest they're just so supportive and I know they yeah. say like you know, like, sometimes there's friends that you don't see for ages, and then, like, it, the friendship's still the same. It's always like that yeah. with them. And, like, I've never... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they're just, just really nice. So, like... Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes... Whereabouts like, in Wales? Uh, I lived in Newport and Cardiff. 
so okay. yeah yeah so it was yeah pretty um oh my headphone fell out <laughs> i'm obsessed with the house in sex education yes yeah it's amazing that's isn't it? where i want to live yeah <laughs> And there's loads of communes, isn't there, in Wales? Yeah, and there's think, like oh, that'd a be nice. There's a pink castle as well, little princess castle on the way to Cardiff. It's amazing, <gasps> so cool. It's wicked, but um, yeah, there's just so many amazing things there. Um, yeah. But for me, job wise, it wasn't the best. But you know, friendship wise, was amazing. So yeah. yeah. So what do you do? Um, I'm a. I work in the funeral industry, so I'm a laser engraver. Um, so I basically, oh, wow. yeah, I engrave plaques uh, for coffins. Um, oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> and memorials for pets. So uh, yeah, random. How did you get into doing that? Um, I started four years ago. Um, before that, I was a carer for a lady with fibromyalgia, and basically, um, my dad passed away, and yeah, he, he was um, it it basically destroyed me, and I couldn't go back to work. And basically his best friend owns the company where I work. And he said, okay. oh, we're looking for a laser engraver. I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do graphic design. And he's like, yeah, but you're creative. So you'll be fine. Um, so yeah, then basically as soon as I started, it was so nice because most of the people who worked there knew my dad. And it felt like, it was just like a nice comfort it wasn't yeah. like starting a normal job. It wasn't getting to know new people because I knew them all already. So it just kind of like fell into place. It was like four or five months after my dad passed away, I was offered this job. And I, yeah, I've been there ever since, basically. So, yeah. Oh, um, wow. Have you had, had, any, had any like random things to Oh, <laughs> really weird it... things. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean... Obviously, I wouldn't say any names or anything like that, but there was one, we do these things called heart tags and they hang on the coffin or like ashes, caskets or whatever. And it was about the person's weight and it was awful. It was basically like the person's name, you loved eating all the pies or person's name, who ate all the pies. And it was like 10 of these heart tags I was engraving, all from different members of the family, all related to her weight. And it was awful. And we were discussing it in work and I was like, the thing is, obviously you can't do anything about it because you're dead um but like <laughs> you know oh my god yeah yeah really harsh um some of them like are really bizarre like because uh, I do pet ones as well and like I'll be completely honest I'm not a massive dog fan I'm more of a cat fan and like one the other day was something like oh you're my soul mate unless you have a dog you don't understand what true love is I'm like oh really okay but you know it's uh yeah <laughs> it's interesting each to their own yeah so oh, wow. yeah so you said you're creative yeah <laughs> uh, so, so what's your story then so you grew up in Worthing did you mm -hmm. go to what happened when you left school did you go to college yeah, went to college. Um, I did German because it was the easy w option because my mum's German. So I was like, oh, I'll pass that. That'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and then I started a DT course. So the only reason I went there was to do resistant materials, DT. And a week into the course, they were like, oh, we haven't got enough people doing the course. So we're going to have oh. to cancel it. And I was like, yeah. great. What do I do now then? So I did film studies. I don't even like films. So I don't know why I did it. I think like most of my <laughs> friends were doing it. I was like, oh, I'll do that. And then I did drama because they told me I could do stage management. So I always wanted to do backstage stuff because I volunteered at a local theatre and I loved yeah. it. 
no, it wasn't that, it was acting. Useless at that. And I was like, oh, no. And then I did English. So, but I did uh, creative textiles as well. So, um, which is where I started doing sewing, um, which then progressed into my business, which I started eight years ago now. So, yeah. So you'd not sewed before? No. No, you hadn't, just, you hadn't at all, so you just at college? Well, I started at school when I was in yeah. year 10, um, and I did my GCSE, and, like, my dad didn't sew, my mum cannot sew at all, um, so I don't really know where it came from, like, it was, I just found it really enjoyable, and I think because it was creative textiles, it's a mixture of art and textiles, it was just really interesting. I didn't do fashion textiles, like, I can't make clothes, I want to learn how to, but I, you yeah. know, can't do that, Um but yeah, I just really enjoyed it. And then I continued doing it. And um, yeah, and then I went to uni. <laughs> so what did you yeah. do at uni? Uh, I did events and business management. So basically, okay. yeah, I know. I know. It's completely <laughs> different. I the place. Well, <laughs> like I've always been interested in like theatre and events since I was younger. Always wanted to work like backstage in the step like in the theater and my cousin did that as well and I really like am inspired by him and that's what he did but I know that it's a quite a sort of male in the environment and it's yeah. it was going to be hard to get into um so I thought oh okay I'll do events management um because it's more varied it means that I don't have to just do stage I can do any kind of large events um so yeah, I did that. I went and moved to uh, Greenwich, went to Greenwich Uni, um, which was petrifying because <laughs> it was London. And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and spent three years there. Um, and I graduated with a 2-1, so that was great. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was interesting. Like, I, I, I found it really hard with like how busy it was. I just like came home most what, weekend. London? London, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the course itself was like it was great, but most of the people there, because it was London, they lived at home. So yeah. you know, because it's, it's cheaper to live at home. So I was in halls, and because it was Greenwich, um, our student union was only open one night a week, and it shut at what? eleven. Yeah, honestly, shut at eleven because it was in a residential area, and then you had stewards up and down the road telling you to be quiet. And I was like, this is not the student life I thought I'd be living. Um, yeah. And I remember one of the tasks that we did was to decorate a jacket potato and to get a free cocktail that was alcohol free. Like I just, rem you know, when you have something in your brain and you're like, why did that happen? Like that was rubbish. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. <sighs> I know. I was like 18, like ready to be like, yeah, let's have fun. No, here's a potato yeah. and decorate it. So, yeah. Oh. It I suppose that is the problem, isn't it, with London? Because I suppose a lot of people would go to uni who can just live at home. Exactly. And there isn't that social aspect of... Mm. And they had all their own friends and stuff like that, so I found yeah. it quite hard. Um, and, yeah, and everyone was like, I don't know, I, I know it sounds cliche, but I felt like the odd one out. Like, I was, like, the only alternative kid, like, the only kid that, like, listened to, like, heavy metal and, like, yeah. you know, I had horrible hair extensions and back-combed hair, but, you know, who who didn't? Who was a scene yeah. kid? <laughs> did you go home every weekend most, most weekends most weekends yeah and then we had like yeah. a long summer break so that's when I moved to Greece for a summer like out of the blue it was ridiculous I, so um, you're just like oh yeah like my boyfriend at Let's the time was like he was going on tour so like I was like well you're leaving me for like four months anyway 
So I looked on Gumtree for jobs and there was a bar job in Greece, in Cos, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll apply for that. And uh, I got the job and they were like, oh, yeah, you've got to meet Stavros in a pizza place in Cos Town. And I was like, everyone's <laughs> called Stavros, but OK, cool. Like, is this real? And uh, I told my family, I was like, right, moving to Greece, got a one way ticket. And uh, I went out there on my own. I was so nervous. I threw up on the aeroplane. I was just like, oh, my God. Because I was going on my own. I didn't know if this job even existed or if this person existed. And I just literally bought a one-way ticket. You must be quite brave to have done that in the first place, though. I would never have done that. I wouldn't now. As much as I would have loved to, but yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't now. (laughs) When you become a parent, you don't do anything anymore. No, no. I was, like, (laughs) 19. That's that's amazing. yeah, it was it was petrifying, but yeah, it was it was real, so that was good. <laughs> Did you um, have the best time? Oh yeah, it was ridiculous. Like I worked seven days a week, seven p.m. till seven a.m. for like thirty euros a night, which I worked at was like one pound fifty or something. Um, but it was wicked. It was like yeah. so much fun and um, like dance, you know, like Coyote Ugly, where they dance on the bar. We <laughs> yeah. did that. Like our manager was oh like, oh my God. He's like, stand on the bar. I was like, okay. And then I got a beer and like shook it up and like put it, like sprayed it over. Oh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. But yeah, it was, um, it was an experience. Like at that yeah. time, like you know mobile phones you couldn't really make international calls because it was too expensive so opposite our hotel there was like a pay phone and I had like a crate turned upside down I'd sit on the crate use the pay phone and like ring my mum for a bit and be like hi oh no my credit's (laughs) running out I've got to go but um yeah it was an experience so that was your first year at uni that was my second year at uni yeah yeah so yeah so what happened when you finished uni so I finished uni, I did um, an apprenticeship in London, um, but I was living back in Worthing for, I did it for a charity um, and I worked for them for six months and basically they sort of said, you know, you'll get a job after this. I was like, okay, cool. Six months were up and they basically were like, yeah, see you later. Thanks for all the work. I was like, oh, what? You're joking. No. And I basically, I, I did all the marketing for them for this new event which is an event that's still running, uh, which I'm really frustrated about. Um, And yeah, they just let me go once. So it was two weeks before the event was due to start, a huge fundraising event in Hyde Park. And uh, they just were like, yeah, bye. So that really annoyed me, um, understandably. And then, uh, then I, what did I do? Then I moved to Wales, I think. Yeah, I moved to Wales, so that was, uh, that was like the second time. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, lived there for a couple of years. Um, and then I, at that point, I was modelling full time, so I was like, I went over to America to shoot out there. Um, oh, so you're a model? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Not told as... me this. Yeah. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> Not as so much. So how did now. that all come about? Oh, it was like it was when I started uni, and. Um, yeah, like 18, and like I always admired Suicide Girls. I was like, oh my god, they're so cool. Like they're yeah. alternative. It's not mainstream because I did a bit of modelling when I was younger, but like as soon as I got like coloured hair, they're like, nah, no, see you later. Um, so I was so scared to apply. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I wasn't that confident, even though I just said like I went to Greece on my own, but I wasn't. I wasn't that confident <laughs> with myself. Um, <laughs> And yeah, my partner at the time like took some photos of me, probably hideous looking back at them now, (laughs) (laughs) sent them in and I got accepted, which was amazing. 
And then at the so time... So what happened then? What was your first... Well... What happened with that? Because it was online. I don't really know too much about it, but it was online. Was it yeah. online? It's still online. So massive. did you take yeah. your own photos or did you go and have shoots? No, we had shoots. So we had um, staff photographers. So we had people that were employed by Suicide Girls to take photos. So they knew what okay. kind of style they wanted. They knew, like what you what they needed basically for it to be yeah. accepted um but yeah there was only I think it was like 10 of us in the UK at the time so oh, and wow. now now there's hundreds obviously um yeah but yeah there was one SG photographer in the UK and she lived down the road from me um so I shot my first set in Brighton at the West Pier you know the one that's falling apart yeah, yeah, yeah. um and I was really lazy and she was like, Where we'll meet at five in the morning. I was like, Oh, don't be ridiculous, I'm not getting up at five in the morning. Not thinking I have to be nude. Didn't think that. Um, so I was like, Yeah, let's meet at like nine. So we get there, start shooting. I'm in the water. This is I think it was like February or something. It's freezing cold, like so cold. And um people were like getting it was getting busier down the beach and like with SG, like, you basically start off clothed, then do your lingerie, and then end up nude for, like, two or yeah. three pictures. So I was doing that, but in the daytime, in Brighton, when it was busy, uh, <laughs> in the water, freezing, <laughs> and uh, that was my introduction <laughs> to uh, nude uh, modelling. <laughs> oh, wow. How did yeah. you feel when... Were you quite comfortable with it, or were you... Yeah. Uh, I, d- yeah. I didn't care. Oh, like, good. good. I literally, like, I felt more comfortable. And th- this was, like, the thing uh, going over the years. I felt more comfortable without clothes on than with clothes on. Because, like, you're not restricted. You're not, like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm i really uncomfortable. It's bizarre. Like, yeah, I feel a bit uncomfortable with clothes on or at the time doing yeah. photo shoots. And um, I think because it was a lot of the time I did stuff for, like, clothing companies. It has to be, like showing the right thing but when you're nude like nothing can really go wrong really I mean you know obviously yeah. it depends the way they edit the photos but <laughs> you know <laughs> or what angle they're standing at but, <laughs> oh wow yeah. so did you get a lot of work yeah. how did it work then did they just book you for did they have an idea of what the shoots that they wanted and then they just choose who they want for them kind of yeah thing? um no basically like you so basically I spoke to the SG photographer she was like oh they really want you to do a set I was like okay cool you come up with your own theme so like one okay. time I did like I don't know I can't even I can't even remember I just did different themes basically basically just like depending what color underwear you've got like you know yeah. um and yeah and then you submit the photos so it's usually about 50 photos then the staff say this was back then it's changed now they say yes or no and then they send you a check in the post um for like for the photo shoot and then they put it on the website and it was really simple and easy then and you can do as many as you want um but obviously you don't want to be on there all the time because people will get bored of you so I did them like I probably did like two a year or something but I did work in between um yeah so I did like I helped uh with the convention so like Brighton Tattoo Convention and London um I looked after all the SG merch uh literally it was at my house that's how my mum discovered that I did it she she looked in a book and was like you're you're in this book and you're naked I was like um yeah I I am um (laughs) how what what did she think about it she was fine with it like and my dad was so proud it was like 
it was odd. Like he was like, I can't believe you've done this. Like because we did, we were in a book called Suicide Girls: Beauty Redefined, and we did a book signing at Waterstones in London, and it was mad. I was like, as if oh, I'm doing wow. a book signing. And it, he was so proud. He got the book and he was like, this is my daughter. And I was like, Dad, like, it's a bit, bit awkward, isn't it? And he showed my little brother. And my brother was like probably like six or seven. Um, but yeah, they, they were like really, really proud of me, which was really yeah. nice. Which is surprising. But, you know, but well, yeah. I, it, you're in a book. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. It, it was amazing and like doing the conventions and stuff was wicked because I basically we sold like Suicide Girls merch at the tattoo conventions and we did autographs and stuff like that um and we sold all the merch so like t-shirts knickers whatever and I was in charge of like recruiting the girls and planning the days and things like that and for me obviously doing like events at uni I was like this is wicked like this is so yeah. much fun so I did that for years like years and years um do you still do it now no, SG don't do stuff at um, conventions in the UK anyway. I think because, okay. like, it's not... It is popular here, but it's not as popular, like, as it was. So, like, when I was, like, 18, 19, like, it was... You know, there was only, like, ten of us or whatever. And yeah. it was massive. Like, it was this new thing and everyone was so excited. And, like, you know, they'd meet us. Like, I, I remember one time putting on, like... SG, I was like, oh yeah, I really want some purple knickknacks because I love them. And then this like guy came up to me, he was like, I saw your post. I was like, oh, thank you, it's amazing. But like, had like proper fans, which was yeah bizarre. Um, I mean, I did have one recently, and which was I was like, I'm 34, like I haven't done this in a while. And they were like, oh, can I have a signed photo of you? I was like, yeah, cool. Wow. So yeah. you don't do the you don't do the shoots anymore. No, only because it's changed so much. Because there's so how, many... How, but... What's it now, then? So, basically, at the time, it was like, they, as I said, they just said yes or no to your photos and then paid you. Yeah. Easy, like, simple. Now, because there's so many girls wanting to be SGs, there's a thing called SG Hopefuls, which basically anyone could do. Like, you could do it. You could send in your photos and go, oh, I'm an SG Hopeful. Doesn't mean you've been accepted. Doesn't mean they're going to pay you. Doesn't mean it's going to go on the website. It basically right. goes... It goes on a thing called member review. Basically, there's a huge queue for it, probably like six months or something. So if you submitted photos now, maybe in six months' time, it would go on there. They had, The photos have to be on there for at least three months. So you're giving them free content for three months. And then they decide, depending on how many likes and comments you get, and this is why I don't do it anymore, um, then they will say yes or no. And I'm just not comfortable with that. Like I'm not comfortable pushing myself and promoting myself that much. Yeah, but they've um, already had them for three months. Yeah. So surely well, they've already been seen. Yeah, they have been, but this is the thing. Like, you know, that's how they get free content. And the problem is trying yeah. to find a trying to find a photographer now who's willing to submit fifty photos, submit all their rights to their photos, say that, that you know, SG can do whatever they want with them is quite hard. And then go, Oh, you might get paid in three months, but then if not, then all the photos you can take them down and obviously they don't own the rights to them. But it's yeah it is too much hard work so like if they turned around and said to me oh we want you to shoot like I still speak to a lot of the SGs I still like know some of the guys over in America um but you know if they were like oh yeah we want you to shoot then I'm like yeah cool because obviously you know they they want it so that means it's going to get accepted but I'm not down like I'm too old to be like oh please like my picture like yeah yeah I can't be bothered with it like I'm not in that mindset 
anymore. I think you'd have to really want it and be very strong in yourself to... Yeah. Because that's quite harsh, isn't it? It's hard. Being how many it? likes and... Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. It's not Black Mirror, isn't it? Oh, it's just like... Yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't like that. No. Maybe they could do a reunion. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> of all the old haggard <laughs> yeah. XDs, now we're really old and wrinkly. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> You're not old. And anyway, it's all about the uh, MILFs. It's all about the MILFs. It These is days. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, wow. So how long did you do that for then? Oh, God, ages. Like... I mean, I did modelling, like, I still do modelling, um, but I did, okay. I did SG. And... You are very attractive. Yeah, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> how, so how did you get into modelling? Was your, did anyone in the family do it or were you just? No, it was literally just like, it started with SG, really. Like, I did, oh, a, okay. like, I did a couple of things when I was younger because my dad was like, oh, yeah, like, do you, know, do you want to do the shoot up in London? Um, but yeah, it started with SG and that's when I became confident. Like I found like my group, like I found my people, like it, it yeah. made, like, it was honestly, it was incredible. Like the people I met through SG are still my friends. Like they are yeah. lifelong friends and like it, I can't describe like how much of an amazing community it was of like strong women, like women supporting other women and like, and it, especially it was quite a long time ago, you know, like, and it was just like, it was really nice. And then because I did SG, I had clothing companies approach me asking to do stuff for them. So I shot for them. Then I worked when I lived in Wales. Uh, there's a photographer called Scott Cole who did uh, a lot of covers for Skin Deep. Um, so I've been... I think it's like six covers I've done in no maybe more I don't know quite a lot of covers wow. for um Skin yeah. Deep and a lot of German magazines as well um Total Tattoo um so yeah I did a lot of shoot like tattoo style shoots yeah. basically um but yes yeah, like that he he got me into them which was wicked and then I had a an award-winning portrait artist painted me uh when I was like heavily pregnant mental oh, wow yeah and it um yeah his name's nick oh, I bet lord that's lovely if, can oh. we see it anywhere it's it um to... I, don't, I don't know it was up well his work was up in the national portrait gallery but um the pitch like basically i didn't know it had been done and he contacted scott and basically i did this photo and it's in skin it was in skin deep and they did such a nice thing like when my daughter was born they were like congratulations like to kiko like her daughter's being born and like this is a photo of her and they did like a whole feature on me and my business and my daughter and it was so lush i was like oh bless you but yeah, I didn't know it had been done. So basically the photographer was like, oh, come with me. I need to show you something. I was like, oh, okay, fine. And then I go in this room and like, no word of a lie, like the biggest like canvas I've ever seen in my life of me. And I was like, what? And um, yeah, I don't know what happened to it. Like, I don't know where it is now. Um, I only saw it that once. Um, It'd be but- nice if they'd given it to you, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be lovely. I mean, it's probably worth millions, but it would have been nice. Yeah, it's worth quite a lot. I <laughs> Seeing think. Seeing as it has you. Yeah. Oh, and oh, what yeah. a lovely thing. Yeah, it was amazing. Has your daughter so, yeah. seen it? No, she hasn't, and I I should show her, like, because she's yeah. seen like 
I mean, I'm in the middle of moving at the moment, but the magazines are normally behind here. Um, but yeah, basically she's seen the magazines and she's been like, mommy, this is you on the front. Mommy, this is you. I'm like, yeah. And uh, I remember when I was in one in Germany, like my family live in Germany and they saw this magazine, but it was nude because they're a little more open to it, you know, in Germany, yeah. like in tattoo magazines, a lot of the women or models or whatever are nude. And so my uncle's like flicking through and he's like, oh, okay, yep, yeah, she's naked. It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Bit awkward. But, um, yeah, it's, it, so yeah, the majority of my work, like, was doing tattoo magazines. Um, yeah. And yeah, like clothing stuff, which was wicked. So, yeah. So when did you start your business? I started my business six months before my daughter was born. So like eight and a half years ago something like that 2012 so what is your business so my business is called stay true stitches which basically the name is um because oh sorry about that um yeah the name's because um I obviously stitches is sewing um but yeah staying true to myself and I'm quite into sort of like hardcore music so like a lot of like I didn't drink for quite a long time um and yeah it's all sort of like related to to that really um and is that the straight edge thing yeah when yeah. you don't yeah yeah, yeah 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 um but yeah basically I started it because my daughter well I was pregnant um and I wanted to do her nursery and I wanted to do like nautical themed nursery and now like everything was blue and everything had boats on it and I was like mm, no I was like why aren't there enough there's not enough unisex stuff like baby stuff at all like yeah. and you know this was like eight years ago so I was like, oh, I'll make like her curtains, I'll make her a patchwork blanket, I'll make her a dribble bib, I'll make her, you know, like headbands and stuff like that. And it was all blue, white and red. And I made this, like the first thing I ever made, which is still one of the most popular items, was like a taggy blanket, like, a patchwork taggy blanket um, with different colours on it and then the ribbons at the sides. And yeah. I posted a picture online and loads of my friends were like oh can you make one for me and I was like oh I was just making it for Tilly like you know I'm working I'm busy <laughs> but yeah. okay fine and uh it just started from there like literally as I was like going into labor I had contractions I was trying to finish an order I was like I need to keep sewing <laughs> it really hurts but I, I managed to do it I don't know how um but I just got really busy and then I just kind of I was like, oh, it'd be nice to do, like, mum and baby matching stuff. So I did, like, mum and baby matching headbands and then, like, the dribble bib matching a headband or whatever um, yeah. so that, like, they could also match with, like, boys because I found a lot of, like, there was a lot of, like, mum and daughter stuff but not a lot of, like, mum and son stuff that was matching, yeah. like, at all. So I was like, oh, it'd be a good idea to do, like, yeah, bibs that match with, like, a headband or a scrunchie or, or you know, something like that. So that is like so popular with like American customers because I'm on Etsy and like the amount of orders I get from America for the matching like mum and child stuff is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, do you do it all but, yourself? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You must I've work nonstop. All the time. Yeah, I've literally, I've got stuff next to me, look. And I've got like key, <laughs> like, yeah, I was working just wow. before this call. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so I started that and then um, do craft fairs and stuff like that. So Christmas time is really busy. Um, I usually do craft fairs every weekend. So the first one starts this weekend. Um, 
but yeah it just kind of it's evolved throughout like I started off you know doing like these plushy toys and different things and I've now evolved to like doing other things like reusable face wipes and and things like that but basically the whole ethos behind it is I was given like a load of fabric as well from like my grandmother or like in charity shops and I was like well it's such a waste I want to make this into something new and something usable and something that is practical so I just started doing that really and um yeah I sell my stuff on Etsy I've got my stuff in a shop in uh in Goring which is like near where I live um and yeah it's it's great I love it (laughs) wow so how do you manage it all around because you you're not you're a single parent yeah right yeah Yeah. so how long have you been a single parent for Mm, well see this is the thing like I say single parent like I have got a partner but like it in my eyes I will always be a single parent because I'm not with her dad I know that probably sounds weird and people have their different ideas on it but like for me I'm like you know it's yeah Yeah. um but yeah we left Wales so I split up with my daughter's dad when she was eight months old so yeah and then I was on my own for about a year and then uh yeah I've been with my partner three years so okay yeah yeah but um yeah but how do you manage so how do you manage it all don't know working constantly in two jobs and I have well technically oh my daughter's just coming hello oh that's fine she's uh said what will we have for dinner no when (gasps) when oh when oh when when uh about half an hour (laughs) (laughs) right bye won't be long go and get a snack Gone. Oh, they're hella happy now. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she literally wrote it down because I said to her, "Don't interrupt." She? And she's like, written it down. Oh, well, that's good. Might yeah. just come in and say, "Mum." Like, yeah. <laughs> it's always about. It's always about food. Yeah. Oh no, always. Um, yeah. So technically, I kind of have like four jobs really which is ridiculous but um yeah I work like in a bar um when when it's open again um and I do a PA job and I do laser engraving and I do my business and I do social media management for a band and what else do I do yeah I think that's it yeah I think that's it Oh, wow. I don't oh, know. So you really do do a lot then? A lot. Always have done. Like, yeah. it, you know, like, I'm just so used to being, like, busy. But I I don't know. I don't know if I could handle a nine-to-five job, like, doing the same thing. I like the variety. Oh. So, yeah, see, I'm... Because I'm going through this at the moment because I... <laughs> I've done some work on myself recently. And I'm... Because I'm more sympathetic to myself now, I'm kind mm. of appreciating everything that I do yeah, and how hard it is. Whereas before I was always very much like, I've just got to get on with it. This is life. But yeah. now I'm a bit like, actually, I fucking work all the time. Mm. I've got a lot of jobs, a lot of different jobs like you. Yeah. And with the kids, it's just, so I was a bit, I really enjoy all the different jobs that I do. Mm-hmm. But if I could have a job, just one job, <laughs> that paid me as much as all the other jobs do and more. Yeah. <laughs> that I could start, you know, at a certain time of day and finish at a certain time of day and then do everything else around it. I think that that would be quite nice. Yeah. But that being said, 
I do enjoy the fact that I can do other things during the day as well as work. Because I'll work till 11 o'clock at night and that's fine mm. because I can do stuff during the day then. So it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because I think, I suppose the grass is always greener. Yeah. It's like my daughter Lola's, she's like, you're always working. I just wish you had a normal job. And I'm like, yeah, but if I had a normal job, you'd have to go to breakfast club and after school club. Yeah. And then when I get home from work, I've still got to do all the shit that I'm doing during the day while I'm working, you know? Yeah, so yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that, like, it's, like, with my business, I can do it whenever and I can yeah. sew when my daughter's in bed, even though my sewing machine's well loud. Wish there was a silent <laughs> sewing machine, honestly. It's so annoying. But, they I mean, she's, she's used to it. Like, she's heard that noise her whole life, so it probably makes her fall asleep. Yeah. Like, a bit like white noise. Um, yeah, yeah. But... You know, I can pick her up from school now, like before I worked at a language school and I was like, I was working all the time. Like, and this yeah. was when she was like nine months old. I just moved to England from Wales. I had literally nothing. I had like, what did I have? Oh, I had the Welsh dresser that's behind me and that's it. I had no furniture. I had no job. And I'd just broken up with my daughter's dad and I was like, oh, what do I do? And I just threw myself into a full-time job. What a ridiculous idea. So, yeah. Yeah, but um, you panic, don't you? Because you just think, well, I've got, her own, I've got her own money and I've got to do yeah. stuff and, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just did what I had to do, really. Like, And I yeah. just... And I'm, I'm glad I did. You know, it got me back into working and now I was like oh, I need that work work life balance so I need yes. I want to be able to pick her up from school I'd managed to change my hours got a different job and they're really flexible which is really good um and yeah with my business I can do it like even today I took sewing into work with me to do on my lunch break <laughs> like yeah. you know I'm sat there like eating trying to do some sewing yeah. like you know yeah. like every single opportunity but um would you if you got to the point, could you get busier and then drop something else or are you scared to just in case? Because it's constant money, isn't it? Yeah, you... I think like, I think with my business, like I'd love to do it full time. It'd be amazing. Like, But the thing yeah. is, like, it's petrifying. You know, it's you don't know like whether you're going to get that regular income. You're probably not going to because you're self-employed. And it's, you know, because I've only got me to rely on, like it's so scary that yeah. I'm just like no can't do that and loads of people have been like oh yeah you should do it and I'm like oh I just don't I don't know it's too scary for me um but I'd like to but yeah yeah there's no right or wrong answer with that that's a scary thing because it's there's yeah. no guarantees is there so exactly and yeah. I just like I, d- I don't know I do think like oh yeah it would be nice to like do one job like all the t- not all the time but you know like just have one and then it, everything be a bit more regular but I think because I'm so used to yeah. my life being like all over the place it'd be a bit weird <laughs> like I can't switch off like even when I'm on holiday and meant to be like relaxing I can't switch off like I'm like oh right I'm thinking of the next thing I'm thinking of like the next thing I can make or what I can promote or like I don't know that's just the way I work like I'm used to being busy and I do enjoy it but you yeah. know I also need to learn to relax because otherwise I just burn myself out which is not good but I think it's hard when you work for yourself you are constantly working yeah aren't you because you're always thinking of the next thing that you need to do to make that money mm. yeah. and also it's because I don't really relax 
but I don't know if that's because I'm scared that if I do stop, it's I don't know if I'll be able to start again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. if you do actually just stop. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I if don't you know. if you stop that cycle, it's weird. Like it's like when my daughter goes to her dad's because he's in Wales. She goes there for like a week at a time or two weeks at a time, um, in the holidays. And it's just so weird because I'm like, oh, I've got that routine of like her being there. Yeah. Like it's really odd. And like I'll come home at like three and I'm like, oh, like what, what do I do now? I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do some work. So like when yeah. when she was there last time, I just worked more. I increased my hours. I was like, can I yeah. work more? And they're like uh yeah but like why aren't you making the most out of this time and you know going out or whatever I'm like nope nope need to work but do you find it strange when she's not there um I think I'm just used to it it's always been like that since she was eight months old so like it's always yeah it's always been like that um yeah and I don't really know she doesn't know any different I don't know any different really um, it's less yeah. less now that she's in school um, because obviously you know she has to yeah, be in of school. Course. Yeah. But before she would go there a lot more because it was easier. Um, it was more yeah. flexible. But yeah, it's weird. It, I mean, it sucks. Like you know, it's it's not nice when she's not here. But obviously, it's really important that she sees her dad. You know, and she yes, has yeah. she has a great time there. So that's you know that's good. It's just hard switching off the the kind of like mum mode. And then being like, oh, yeah, I can, like, do whatever. And then she's back. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I can't just pop to the yeah. shop. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's odd. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Like, I can't change it. And I wouldn't, wouldn't change it, really. Yeah. So, yeah. So, business-wise, are you going to, have you got plans to kind of expand oh. the range of stuff that you're doing? Are you I mean, quite happy to do what? The prop. This is my actual problem. I have too much of a variety of stuff. Like, yeah, it's like the amount of time that like, I did a craft fair recently, and I thought I didn't have enough stuff, and they were like, "No, you've got loads," and um, I didn't even realize how many different products I have. So I actually kind of need to like narrow it down a bit. But yeah, um, I I i know that the baby items do really well um and i did yeah. start off just doing that and now i do adult stuff as well like key rings and headbands and things like that so that's you know that's worked quite well because i've increased my target audience so yes, the next yeah. i mean the next thing i want to do is appeal to men because uh, most of my stuff yeah. is you know like quite not that I like to say, but quite girly, you know, like like yeah. scr- scrunchies and headbands and things like that. So, uh, but it's hard. Like, I think if you're, especially as like the type of fabric I always get or like the type of things I make, I'm just set in that mindset. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what guys would like. Or, you know, like I do get asked quite a few times, you know, oh, what have you, have you got presents for like my, like my dad or like, you know, my brother? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Not really. I'd sell like reusable notebooks, which, you know, appeal to anyone really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I'd like to do, but it's get my brain around it. <laughs> Maybe you should ask them for suggestions. Yeah, but the... <laughs> so no, but what would you like? Because <laughs> they might have some good ideas. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, no idea. <laughs> but then the thing is, you haven't got to, have you? No, Obviously, exactly. If you want to, that's fine, but. Yeah. <laughs> can't please everybody can't please everybody no 
Well, listen, I'm going to let you go because I know you've got to go and cook dinner. But thank you yes. so much for coming on. That's all and right. So you're on Etsy. Yeah, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook. It's literally just at Stay True Stitches, and that is it. Yeah. Yep. I will post links to everything. Amazing. Thank you. And if you find if you find a picture online of of your picture, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've definitely got I think one. That'd be really lovely, and I'll yeah. share it. Amazing. If that's okay, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I look forward to the Suicide Girls reunion. <laughs> reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Suggested. That'd be hilarious. Oh yeah, they'd love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it was really uh, lovely to yeah. meet you. You too. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll share everything. All right. Amazing. Well, take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So yes, that was the lovely Steph. Um, I'll share all of the links to her Etsy store um, below, so you can see her on her Instagram. She's really lovely. It's I love talking to people. I get to talk to so many nice people. I love my job, <laughs> this job anyway. I'm a bit over all the rest of them at the moment. <laughs> but I need like from being sick. Sorry, this is a bit of a moan, but it's like. Because I'm self-employed, if I don't work, I don't get paid, so I can't actually rest. What I need is for someone to come in and replace me, and that can't happen. So it's like, I was hoping today that I could just watch Squid Game all day on the city, because I've still got to catch up with that, but I've actually spent it working, because there's stuff that I need to do, and I just I just need to get it done. But it's just, it's frustrating. Capitalism is frustrating. Anyway, that's a story for another day. But yeah, please get in touch. If you want to chat to me, get in touch. If there's any guests that you'd like to recommend, then get in touch. <laughs> and have a good week. Have a good week. Enjoy yourselves. I'm actually, as at the time you're listening to this, I might be celebrating my mum's 80th birthday in Margate with the family. So I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully I'll be feeling a lot better by then. I have a lot of balloons to ensemble and cake make. <sighs> but yes, Work. thank you for listening. Check out my other episodes. I've had some wonderful people Work. on. Subscribe and share. Big love Work. to you all. Stay safe and sane. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.